in the army now. I noticed that the, that was funny. the opening title on, on screen says, Holy Shore is dead, and then in parentheses, you'll never weave in this town again, which is a Hollywood reference to you'll never eat lunch in this town again. Right. Uh, a, a memoir from an executive. So it's kind of softening the blow. It's like the movie The Pope Must Die. They had to change the title to The Pope Must Die It. <laughs> so they probably softened the title just so people can watch it. Anyway, back to the death of Holy Shore. All right, so what we're seeing now is the birth of the downfall. He gets a Fox sitcom, and it's horrible, horrible movie. I, I mean, a sitcom, and everybody pans it, and this is the beginning of his end. Poor Weeze. Oh, yeah, there's Ben Stiller. You know, celebrities watch TV just like us. If only there was a TV show during quarantine where I get to watch celebrities watch TV. <laughs> um, ben Stiller is, uh, the joke is, like, he's always saying, like, I guess if my parents were famous, I'd be on top, too. And, you know, his parents were. Right, his parents, yeah. And now Bill Maher. Well, they wow. got some good cameos in this. They've got some really good cameos in this. Absolutely. And the thing is, these guys love the show. Like, everyone was panning the show. It's sort of like a joke on them. Right. It looks pretty good. I forget people watch TV. Like, you sit around the couch and you watch TV. Well, it's his premiere. Followed by a new Drexel class. Is that Tony Hale? No. Oh, I think that show's pretty good. I would order a whole season and watch it. In, 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 in. <laughs> well, the the um the and Fox ordered only six of them, and only three of them aired. Uh, they replaced him with When Animals Attack. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really yeah. just big volume. Well, they, the animals recorded the saying, it was not our idea. <laughs> we wish the best, Mr. Better Stewart. known as one Fox execs attack. The beginning of when animals attack, it does not say no animals were harmed in the making of this. <laughs> The American Humane Society was nowhere near the production of what animals attack. We guarantee. That guy was a funny comic too. The guy smoking the cigar, Rick Duquesne, or yeah, uh, this is basically name? talking behind Polly's back. Now I'm at nine twelve, nine thirteen, nine fourteen. What about you guys? Let me look. I'm really at nine quick. eight. Um, I'm a couple seconds I'm behind. At nine. 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, me, same here. Same here, Carl. Okay, so I want you guys to tell me when – I want Mike to tell me when he gets to 9 minutes and 30. Okay, sounds good. Is that Paul, Tom Sizemore? Yes. Three, there. two, one, go. Thank you. Poor Tom Sizemore. So I wonder in 2003 what, what state was he on? Yeah. Oh, he was in a he was on he was on E News all the time. And then he gets to be in a movie with E in it. 
So basically, this is like behind Paul. Like everyone saw the show and it sucks. But you're in front of the guy, right? So you're not going to be like, your show sucked. So it's like talking behind his back and then Two-Face talking to his face. Well, he knew it was Two-Face because they went up to him and said, hey, nice set, Paulie. Good set. (laughs) Wait a minute. Oh, they're on landlines talking about what they watched on TV. It's right. So quaint. Did you watch TV, Bill? No, yes, friend. I did, Ben. Now, I got to say that Paulie Shore is a very good sport. Uh, he is so teasing himself throughout this whole movie. He's like, I suck, I suck, I suck, I suck. Now, he doesn't say that, but he wrote the script. He directed it. You know, he produced it. Right. This was all done with his own he's money. He's saying it in every other way. Yeah, he's saying it in every other way. Right. So, but isn't isn't no, this a cop out? No, it's not a cop out. It's a smack in your own face. It, I mean, seriously, everyone throughout this whole film, this whole film's the the thing is, Paulie Shore sucks. That's the whole joke. And you wrote it yourself. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but sometimes you could say, like, you, you kind of fill this space where the laughter should be by say, by doing a fake laugh or, you know, <laughs> or, you know, I, you know, you can undercut yourself to kind of keep the grace going. So, but I do see that this film is kind of genuine, uh, that the humor lies on him kind of cutting his own, his own self for our, our entertainment. Right. But he also maintained a reality show presence. You know, he had a show called Minding the Store, which was him helping his mom with the comedy store. And right. you know, Mr. Shore passed away. I'm not sure if, if I believe the show was filmed during that time. Well, it was 2005 but, uh, on TBS. So it's two years from after this movie. Do you, are you okay with that, that he made a really kind of funny, self-effacing movie like this and then just kind of parlayed it into a reality show, which was straight face? Uh, I guess from the way you're saying it, I should be offended by that. Uh, this guy is just trying to make a living. This movie was not nationwide. This movie only made $11,000, and he, I don't know how much he sunk into it, but it was his own personal money. It had a limited release uh, just in California. Um, I think, you know, he had a chance to get a payday, so he did a reality show. I mean, wh- but what are you, what right. is it you're thinking? Like, you think this movie's well, I mean, like I think cheap the, and bad? Like, the, the no, concept? No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that it's the humor and lies about how nakedly uh, uh, honest he can make it on himself by, you know, undercut, you know, by eating all this shit on, on stage. Yeah. And, uh, so the man, the guy goes yeah. out to say to his staff, "Paulie Shore fired us," and they're all happy about it. And Paulie wrote that, you know, and directed it. Right. I don't know. I look. I am yeah, not a Paulie Shore this. fan except for this movie. This movie is great. Wow. I mean, Good to hear. In that he, you know, totally just. It's the ultimate put down this movie, and he, he's putting him down himself, you know, like, I don't know. Okay, 
it's one man's opinion here. He's uh, it won the audience choice award at the Slam Dunk Film Festival. <laughs> it's gonna be a great Slam Dunk Film Festival. Ooh. There's a lot of slamming and dunking. It, it was released way, in Sacramento, like California, and almost nowhere else. Uh, no wonder it only made $11,000. I think it should have gone nation- nationwide. My sa- I mean, maybe no one wanted to pick it up, but I'm saying that I think this movie could have hit. There's his girlfriend. You know, I, uh, wow, look at that. Yeah, you see the ring? Yeah, look at that ring on her finger. Yeah. So now I his show has been canceled. He's basically having, you know, he went groveling to MTV. They kick him out. His girlfriend's with this really loser dude. Hold on, Lou. Oh, and I'm also testing for Playboy. Sound those heft. Well, I don't really know him. I have a friend who knows someone who's been up in a mansion a couple of times, and he met him once. What's your friend's name? Sal. Sal. Nice to meet you. Hi, what's up, buddy? <laughs> See that? What's up, buddy? Yeah. And Pauly Shore had to make a face like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think that's like parlaying your 15 minutes of fame by just like now mocking the catchphrase that, that made you? This is right by my mom's house. Oh, or, in Los like, Angeles? Close. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Is that Fred Durst? Uh, 90. Look, he had... Uh, Cap and goatee. Nine. Let's see. He didn't have 15 minutes of fame. He had 13 years. No, 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 no. All right. I ate my hat. No, no. I'm eating my hat. Wait, wait. wait. 96. 96 is pretty much when it died. Uh, This Fox show. When was that Fox show? Because that killed it. Yeah. 1997, Shore landed his own TV show on Fox. Lasted five episodes, but it was canceled. Two episodes remain unaired, and it essentially ended his comedic career. So that's 11, wait, that is seven, eight years. Eight years of fame he had. Look, there's Limp Bizkit. Fred, I knew it was Limp Bizkit. The, he does that throughout the yeah. thing. He gets people, like you know people don't like Limp Bizkit today and think Fred's a jerk. That's why he's in this movie. Oh, even Fred hates him. That's pretty low. Now this, you will. I mean, yeah. This is Paulie's biggest fan, and he's freaking out that his show is not on TV. That it's animals attack. He's from Kentucky. Yeah. So is he, he's pissing on his audience now. Yes, he is. Yes. Selling laws, my favorite movie. Wow, Tim Conway. This is my darkest hour of television viewing. This is worse than when they replaced. They're ripping off Fishburger, Carl. Yeah, right. It's it's the right house setting. Yeah, right. The basic. Well, I mean, Forest Street. The whole thing was a dump. (laughs) All right. It was like our little. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, I think his movies, I was like, Paulie Shore was a phenomenon in the respect that he did something to, oh, look out for Vern, 2003. So this was after Spy uh, Shagney. And no, the goal, yeah, second one. And what is the one we saw? The the post, uh, Postal? Postal, that's right. He had a big part in that. 
He was international oh, superstar, right? He was the voiceover guy or something, and he came to Germantown. I enjoyed I that movie. About. I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, oh, Postal, yeah. We bought, well, I found a couple more of his films on YouTube, so uh, be prepared. You're the man. Uh, episodes. I eat they with have the that, uh, <laughs> yeah, quarantine life. So now what we're getting is, right. are there any parts in his movies for me? Like we get that throughout the, the screenplay. He's going to his celeb friends and he asks if there's any parts for them. They don't answer and he asks it louder. Is there any parts for me? Can so I now have? we have the stereotypical scene. It's like, you have no money. Well, but isn't that Clint Howard, the celebrity? Yep. From Star Trek? Our yes. Star Trek connection? Yes. You're right, you're right on the money, I say money. that. On well, the because board. he played, he was a kid. He was a yes. kid. His dad was a, it was a family dynasty, so the father was hard-driven. And he found an Earth actor, and he brought his down-to-earth children and made them act. And he acted as a child in Star Trek. Yes. And then guys like you go up, Mr. Clint Howard? You were great as a child in Star Trek. He's like, I was a child in Star Trek. I guess you were a child in Star Trek. You were a very intellectual child. Your character was very smart. Right. And so they say, oh, did you say your character? Oh, thank fucking God. There's a disconnect. Yeah, I was pretty smart. My character was pretty smart. <laughs> the comedy store started Carlin. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Mitzi Shore is great, you know, like people who run rooms, you got to respect them. And uh, whatever the, you hear about them, they're running the room. And so, you know, I've always respected it. Uh, this I don't need to see. I know, I'm we gonna, really don't. YouTube. Now, on the screen is Jewel Denial. So he's calling Jewel at her home. Jewel is a porn star, and it's all about the butt. Uh. So now we have well, like, know, like a, uh, yeah. Well, we have a funny scene in which there's call waiting and it's his mom. So he's messing up talking to Jewel and talking to his mom. You know, that's the comedic hook of this. We really don't need this to see Polly Shore masturbate. <laughs> well, what do you think this movie is? And he's now he's literally jerking off himself. So wait, okay, Mike, you got beef with this movie. Okay, so that was very telling. So I don't have beef. He's I have kissing his own ass is what you mean. This movie's him kissing his own ass. No, but, you no, it's that border. It's that line, and the reason why it's funny is that he can walk the line between, uh, you know, onanism and uh, self-deprecating universal humor. You know <laughs> what? I'm just saying between the onanist and the uh, hubris, you know, I go with the hubris all the time. It's plain and simple. But you think he's like an egotist oh, making this film, right? He's uh, he's like a, a, a self-centered, uh, maybe not narcissist. Maybe that's know, too strong. But... but 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 see, that's but that's humor that we grow up with. He's no different than Chris Elliott. His whole humor is about Chris Elliott. You know what I mean? But they do it in a manner that is uh, universal and that like. We can relate to Pauly Shore, even though we don't have uh, well, Justin Schwartz. Well, Chris Elliott, Chris Elliott does make it about Chris Elliott, but he makes it that he's a loser. Like, 
This is about Chris Elliott failing. Paulie's not really. Okay, who's this guy? Every I I know his face, but he looks like Dan Aykroyd. You know, when Dan Aykroyd does cameos as a motorcyclist and bicyclist, or uh, you know, uh, well, the joke here is this guy fell to fell to you know in fame, and now he sells oranges, and they're doing racist stuff. But but who is he? Do you know? No. Let's listen to his voice. <laughs> those are good throws. Those are, well, except for the last one, those are good throws. And I think yeah. one of them hit his best friend, you know, and they probably kept that take. Good. He deserves it. I used to be someone. Now I'm selling oranges. This is in context with Paulie. <laughs> so I do like what he did. I, I do like this movie. I think it walks the line is why I'm bringing it up, but I think he does it. You know, he pulls it off. Or I, I don't know. From the time as I'm watching it, it's good. I know that he followed up this movie with a film called Adopted, where it was another kind of rip from his own headline story about him trying to adopt a child. And he got upset that uh, Bruno, the, the, the Borat movie where he adopts a child, uh, kind of came out around the same time because uh-huh. he took the idea. They feel that for that Bruno took the idea. Hmm. So now he's just like his own his own pity is he's like having awful fantasies about you know, and we're hearing all the people call him a loser and ah. Uh, Please, yeah, I, I want to give a shout out to comedy star in the 80s and comedy and porn stars. Uh-huh. You know the stories about like how porn stars would always show up to like comedy store and stuff like that? Like they would just go and they would watch like Dice or they would watch uh, Sam Kinison or what have you. And I just I just love that phenomenon. Yeah. Because you know who goes to comedy clubs? They're not porn stars. No, not porn stars. They're not going to party with the comedians. Now, this, he's selling his house, and who bought it? Caratop. <laughs> Agrotop. He must have played himself in a hundred million things. Well, the reason he's, he's here is type. because he's like Polly Shore, you know? He had, he was a big deal for a half an hour, for 15 minutes, and then he crashed, right? So that's why Polly put him in. Right. Even Carrot Top's beating me. Did you notice there was a poster for Polly, i.e. the talking uh, uh, parrot movie with Jay Morris, the voice of Polly? Oh, really? Was there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, they, run they, along to your a... mother's comedy store now. Yeah, there you go. Probably because Missy never booked him. See right there, Polly. Uh, don't you hate driving around Hollywood from Sunset Boulevard with all your stuff, man? Yeah, like you, you just got fired. L.A. life. Hashtag L.A. life. You got your bongos in the backseat and the weird misogynistic uh, bottom half of a woman's torso mannequin. Legs askew. Akimbo. 
Akimbo. So yes. now, basically, his Bye. friend is going to have a meeting with um, Sean Penn. And it's the old, does, is there a part for me? Is there, what are you going to say to him? How are you going to pitch me? So well, now, here we are with Sean Penn. And what's actually happening is Sean is going, who was that guy in that movie, Biodome? What was his name? He was with the Baldwin brother. And his friend is not telling him, oh, that was Paulie Shore. He was pretending he doesn't know who he's talking about. Oh, that's great. The Baldwin's brother. Which Baldwin? Well, there's like six or something of them. But the one Sean Penn talks cinema. The guys are kind of all like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we... We should re- we should wake up our list our faithful listeners and remind them of the episode where we actually it's a, it's a it's a milestone in our uh, over two hundred episode run where we watched Biodome. I had suggested Biodome. Yeah. And Carl got very upset. You could tell, even though. That, uh, yeah. I was gonna have to watch yeah. Biodome. <laughs> So you said, I'm picking the next movie, which is the first time that it's happened. Uh, so it, it was... Okay. I remember once you were like, let's do Koi Anastatsky. And I was like, eh, I don't want, I'm not doing it. Mike, I lo- watched the movie. There's nothing to... T-. And you were like, all right, I'll get somebody else. And I was like, whoa, 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 okay. Okay, <laughs> Koi Anastatsky. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm down. But that was a good movie. A lot happened. It was like sunrises and sunsets. And then there was like people walking, but they were walking like so fast. They looked like ants. It was like almost a metaphor. <laughs> I um, uh, was a lot to talk about because almost every scene, the internet had something to tell me. So in the end, that was a good film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's remarkable that a film of such beauty uh, that should be seen in the cinema was still chopped up in 10-minute bits on YouTube. Because, you know, back in the day, you couldn't have a video on YouTube that was more than 10 minutes. So right. You had to have your Koya Nasaski posted. You had to do it in part one and two. Now, this is uh, Layla Slotman, and she's an actress of note. And she's playing a prostitute, and she's finding out that all Polly has is like eighty-four bucks. Gotcha. You think Polly Shore's a freak? What do you mean? Well, there's been a lot of sex stuff in this. We saw him jerking oh, off. Oh, a freak a in a sexual way. Uh, probably. Yeah. Right. Heidi Flights will be in this film. Well, he already had Charlie Sheen, so probably that was the deal. Charlie Sheen. Like a package. Charlie Sheen was just a customer like everybody. Right. Oh, you, yeah, so he's no better than anyone else. I mean, he was just a customer. Now, there's a reason that like, thing opened up with Charlie Sheen. You know how everyone thinks he's a cuckoo and everything, and this is 2003 when right. that was in its heyday. Look, so, he's daring he's his ass. You don't think this film is like he's literally we're seeing up his own ass. All right, whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, Charlie, yeah, what was like Charlie Sheen had a great, like, uh, uh, pop culture meltdown, and he went yes. on tour just yelling tiger blood at people. And, and uh, it was at the Masonic Center here in San Francisco. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, if if you're big, you headline the punchline, and if you're really big, you do the fucking Mason, you know, the Masonic Center. And he did, and you know, Live Nation fronted it, and from what I heard is that he really had nothing to say, but it didn't matter. <laughs> so can you imagine, like, as a as a bitter comic, uh, you're just like, how come he gets the Masonic Center? Yeah. That sounds like a open micer, uh, National Lampoon open micers. Uh, somehow. Put in the script. Yeah. The rival open micer. How does right. he get to book this room? So. Wow, look at that, your old stand-up set. This is basically, now it's Jewel Denial again. And I love Jewel, but it's all about the butt. And I don't know that I want to go there, but nonetheless, she does. And this is all like his lowest moment. He can't even jerk off. That's pretty. Oh yeah, there's the box. Remember the box is oversized and. Uh, it's 2003. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wonder if they still cost sixty dollars. You know how remember when VHSs came out, VCRs. Yeah. The VHS tapes retail for a hundred dollars. So let's yep. say you wanted a, a co- then current copy of ET, the extraterrestrial. It's so you had to rent it from the store. There's no way you could just physically own it. Okay, oh, it's a Kinnison impersonator. It is it's me and... in quarantine. Right, it's my hair in quarantine. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, a guy, a guy named um, where is it? Timmy Jameson. Timmy Jameson is doing a, a Kinnison impersonation. Now, Kinnison sort of mentored uh, Paulie uh, at the comedy store. So he's telling him, why don't you kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh... It's about who you know, brother. I kind of like it. I, I kind of like, like, Kinnison was unique that he would have these, like, he would play guitar, rock guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, his show was like a rock and roll affair. It was pretty kind of, I don't know. It's it's interesting that he went that way. So he's been, told by I, his, yeah. he's been told by his mentor to kill yourself. I am. Yeah. And he's like, the only person who's going to miss me is my mother. So he writes a suicide note to his mother. But I couldn't handle the pressures of Hollywood anymore. You did a great job raising me, and it's not your fault. This is heavy shit, man. Yeah, except he's not going to die. He thought he died, but he was just watching Biodome. (laughs) <laughs> well, actually, his Fox sitcom, if you want to see Pauly Shore die, watch his Fox sitcom. Kurt Loader. Hey, Kurt Loader from MTV News. Not MTV in it. He's 70 years old. 70 years old. Kurt Loader. Yeah. Wow, Whoopi Goldberg. God, I love Whoopi Goldberg movies, even the ones she does cameos. <laughs> Not sure about Perry from so now that he's dead, you know, everyone's saying yeah. good things about him. Oh, we need Jane's addiction frontman has words to say about Pauly Shore. Yeah, he's got layers. Very thorough. And now um, she's saying that 
she wouldn't have gotten uh, Baywatch if it weren't for Polly. He taught her how to mouth to mouth resuscitate and. So anyway, it's basically uh, a montage say. of people saying good things because uh, Paulie's dead. Now these are all like MTV regulars. So he, I mean, he could have like whoever produced this movie probably said, "Hey, you know, Dr. Dre, since you're here, can you just uh, I don't know." Well, no, they probably asked him. Well, Paulie produced. Oh my God, Matt Penfield. Yeah, he's interviewing Bucky, his biggest fan. Oh, right. There's a Cena man in the background. Do you remember Matt Penfield? I hate when movies put real journalists playing themselves in there. It undercuts their journalistic integrity. To have Matt Penfield from MTV News play Matt Penfield from MTV News, (laughs) it undercuts, you know, MTV News should not have their front man pretend to to get fake news like that. It's just a disgrace. Yeah. You know? There were some movies that uh, got in trouble for that. The movie Contact with Jodie Foster yeah, yeah. had uh, like like a CNN clip where it looked like Bill Clinton agreed right. with what was going on, and uh, they got to, how can a CNN use uh, abuse or journalistic integrity? <laughs> he was talking about the asteroid that uh, from Mars that looked like it might have bacteria in it that never got proven. But, uh... Right, yeah. Well, they got angry. They said, how can you, you know, you're editing the news to make a to go with the story, you know. Yeah, you're, you're... and Bill Clinton was a star of the film. Not really, but you know what yeah, I mean. He was. In the script, he was talking about life from another planet, and he was... These are all stars? Oh, that's uh, Sugar Ray, right? That's right. And that's, I don't know, she's on... Um, Everybody loves Raymond. Um, Great. As the police, as the partner of the brother. So basically, it's like uh, everyone's broken up about uh, Paulie, and, and it's just getting made fun of. You saw it. That was a fucking piece of shit. I mean, Jesus Christ, give me a break. Take it back, pal. I'll take one back. Take it back, pal. Take one back, old man. Hey, man, why don't you take you and your little crying-ass kid to the next hole so me and my girl can play some golf up in this motherfucker. Right? Come on, man, let's play. Play some golf. Oh, the tributes get to go. Continue. This yeah, is what's well, going to happen in the open mics when we pass away. They'll have, like, a tribute where everyone, uh, <laughs> Now, that's the guy from Jersey, karaoke. that director. Oh, is that uh, James Island Bob? Yeah, right, no. right. That's it, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not the director from Jersey, but he is a Jersey boy. Yeah. I guess it's was Jay. Something. Jay. Yeah, it's Jay. Well, every time they go to, like, the comedy store or any comedy club, I bet it's the, everyone in the audience are comedians. Like, yeah, Paul, I'd love to be in your movie. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, there's a Carl Hotel in San Francisco. We have the greatest cameo ever here. We are about to see Cato Kalin. Oh, great. Going to a different house. And look how he's balded. That's Cato Kalin? Yeah. From the OJ set trial? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What happened to your hair? I lost it. Okay, I wow. He looks great. So again, he's getting he's a person hair. who's like, you know, on the D list. Hot for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 
but he wasn't hot for a good reason. He didn't have a fame of a, you know, a movie, but still. This is kind of like a, uh, this movie's ahead of its time because you, there's a lot of like channels and a lot of product and a lot of content and one variety of it is the genre of like the self-deprecating uh, celebrity playing himself. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it on POP, the POP, the, the network, where I just forgot who it was. It was some kind of famous actor, TV actor. I think it was a DJ. And he would buff it to Joey Lawrence playing himself. And Joey has problems, you know, and they reference his line and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, uh, that Gary Shanley show, Larry right. Sanders, was great at it. You know, that was probably the one and only time that just clicked. I mean, it's great watching it now and seeing, like, you know, the late Gene Siskel and the late Warren Zevon in the same show and go, and them complaining about, like, Chevy Chase errors, late-night talk show stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is dated as well, I guess. You know, this uh, movie was be- like before its time because someday Pauly Shore will die. Uh, <laughs> and this, it is ahead of its time. Yes. You think they'll play this? Then this movie, everyone will watch this movie. Ironically, right? Yeah. Uh, if I ever meet Pauly Shore, I'm telling him that he has a podcast. Maybe I should call up. Oh yeah, Pauly Paul Podly Shore. Oh, that's Shore is Pod. Um, I don't know. He also hosts his own podcast show. Um. I guess I should have researched that, right? To promote him right uh, now. Anybody, just go to no, Google in uh, Pauly Shore podcast. You'll find it. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to actually watch his routine so I could start quoting uh, his act. And I said, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Life is precious now. It's only moments ago. That's so, no regrets. <laughs> Hollywood. Is that, oh, instead of no regrets? <laughs> no regrets. Well, I've, uh, there's a, uh, welcome to the Miller says that joke where he's like, don't you have any regrets at all? Like this kind of, you know, hipster white guy. This place is in Sunset Boulevard. I've been there. With the, like, the rodeo horse, whatever, mechanical bull. Yeah. This is basically a montage of Paulie loving that the world loves him. It kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. So they know he's dead. Who who's he now? Abraham Lincoln, right? I yeah, he's being Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. He's huge now. Oh, it's on Sideswork. And the thing is, it doesn't make sense why the guy hiding undercover would get Pollywood on his stomach and why a f- famous guy would stop in to say hello and why a photo shoot with sexy girl. I, I, I just don't get it. He's living the life. You know, remember at the end of Batman 3 where uh, Michael Caine says, you should go out and I should see you at a restaurant. And right. then he goes out. He gets, yeah. It was sucking. And he and then he's at a restaurant. He's like going, "Hey, oh, High Times Magazine. That magazine's in trouble right now. They've been buying dispensaries under the the name of High Times. Uh huh. And uh, they're just, I don't know. You know, everything's kind of whack right now. 
I should mention another pop culture uh, is dead moment for me is L.A. Style. It's the first techno band to ever hit the Billboard Top 100 with their song James Brown is Dead. Uh-huh. Which was more of a reference to sampling James Brown and, and dance numbers, but have you heard the news? James Brown is dead. And then they would play a different kind of techno riff that wasn't a James Brown derivative. And uh, that also spawned songs, Michael Jackson is in heaven now. And uh, Well, what happens to the pop like culture? Uh, how did you frame it? Uh, part of pop culture died? Yeah, like part of... Wow, look at that. He even made National uh, Geographic. Well, that, uh, like, kind of a weird, like, pop culture moment where they would say, like, James Brown is dead while James Brown is very much alive. And, oh, and I see what you song. mean. Yeah. That's like, do you know of any other, like, is dead? That song so was it's more of the time. Yeah, I know, but no one played it other than me when James Brown did pass. <laughs> oh, so we should the runaway. The uh, Pauly Shore must die. Yeah. Oh, well, he, I I even see like, yeah. Now he's being he runaway, right? The girl's on to him, so uh, he's gonna get outed now. Oh no, Act Three. Wow, look at all those magazines. Telling. All right. I just want to straighten you out. This is yeah. middle act two. You see, what happened was we got to around the 25th minute, and then we saw Pauly Shore is dead. It's the movie poster, you know? You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm the money. And so right now, it's the beginning of the hero's lowest moment in a movie. It's the beginning of that... It's the part in Act Two when he's going to break down and uh, it's the hero's lowest moment. It's I'm not describing it very well, but the big movie poster moment of this is a great thing in the movie. It gets thrown into jeopardy and it begins a downward slide. He's going to get caught now. Gotcha. Oh man, he's going to have to move in out of the Charles. Uh-oh, Polly has a gun. Yeah, Polly's got a gun. <laughs> they got a gun. Oh, man. That's how he directed people. He would hold that gun. <laughs> That's good. That's really a great tool for a director. Yeah. Well, you, you heard, speaking nope. of the Batman movies, that, that that director wouldn't allow anyone to sit during production. Really? And Polly Shore would carry a gun with him. Well, his publicist denied it. It was a, a Twitter controversy. I could see Polly going, let's take it again. Polly, come on. It's been... Okay, okay, Polly. All right, we'll do another take. All right, Polly. Okay, all right, yeah. Just uh, get back in your director's chair. Go to craft services. Get me a coffee. Polly, that's not my role. Oh, oh, okay, Polly. I get Okay, getting you <laughs> two sugars, right. right? Getting you a coffee. <laughs> Well, I, I think that the cops should get caught, uh, shot by Polly. Polly, that's what allows. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, let's set up the squib. 
basically what happened is the cop came to the door to say, this is crazy, but is Polly Shore in there? And he was like, no, no. But he was gesturing his fingers like, yes. Oh, so the cop knows. Cops going right. to make it to TMZ. There it is. Hello, eonline.com. Ah, I got a scoop. Now, here's another thing that yeah, doesn't make nice. sense about this movie. Why would he get, like, arrested as if he had done a terrible crime? Isn't that a crime to take your own death? Is that a crime to take your own death? It might be a crime, but it isn't a go in, guns a-blazing, cuff the guy, throw him in jail. You know, it's... it's... Well, you want to throw it. Yeah, you want to threaten that guy, the guy who who faked his own death. Well, we'll threaten him. Maybe he'll be so scared that he might die that he'll. Uh... <laughs> he started stand up at seventeen. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Well, then he was on. He worked right. It was on MTV. Yeah. Oh, that was twenty. Sorry, the director's probably short of a freak. At 21 years old, he hit MTV, and that began his fame. Yeah. Well, he did. He, was he like a VJ, and then yes. he was just such outrageous? Oh, hey, Brittany. Right, and she's like, oh, who the hell is good. this? And she goes, oh, yeah, he was on MTV before I was born. Sure. True that. All right, point guns at the suicidal guy who faked his own death. See what I mean? This doesn't make sense in the movie. Yeah. They're brutally taking him out like he committed a violent Is act. He down, he down the short them. Oh, no, now they're going to find out, and they're going to be like, we hate him. Yep. Yeah, they're making out in front of their kids? Yeah. That's freaky. It's very liberal of them. Well, they live in uh, what doesn't look well. She tells the girl, go to your room, and she goes, Dad, I'm in my room. Quarantining in a studio apartment. And his mullet looks like there was no party in the back. The party was lame. This guy's name is uh, W. Earl Brown, and I don't know. He's been in movies. He's all right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he didn't force that haircut on him. Uh-oh, here comes Kurt Loader. Now it's about, it was, he faked his death. Sure. Get up to you, we're going to have Metallica go out and play in all of the backyards. How can MTV go sink so low to be in this movie? Well, I'm sure. I don't think it was even MTV News. Right. It's 2003, so I'm sure he was, uh, you know, yeah. they called him in. Did you ever see him on The Simpsons? The Simpsons had a flashback episode where Homer and Marge first met, but because right. they were doing it a couple decades into the series, it was a flashback of the 90s. And uh-huh. Homer became a grunge star. And they reported, like, I think it was his death or something. And it was reported by Kurt Loder from MTV uh-huh. News, who ended the broadcast with, and I'm Kurt Loder from the 90s. <laughs> So right now what we've got is everyone yeah. slamming him now that they found out he faked his death. There's no way you would get Ellen in your movie now. She's too big. And now the whole country yeah. is and Chris Rock, maybe. back. No, Paulie, fuck you. Stay dead. That's the- <laughs> Chris Rock, my man. 
It's funny. That was it. Oh, yeah. I can't believe. He blew that dick. So this is the agent, like, not eating shit. Guess I was wrong. People do want to see him as a victim. That's what he always told me. I should have listened to him. Oh, well. Oops. Next. Showing that he's not going to get hurt by that miscalculation at all. So now here's Paulie in jail. Wow. Oh, no. More Paris Hilton and Celebrity Wing. Right. There's more cameos coming up, right? Exactly. Is it new celebrities? There's Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, uh, oh, right. Pamela Anderson's ex. Right, right. Tommy right. Lee Jones. Tommy Jones. Tommy Lee Jones? Oh. Let me look it up. I got it right here. Tommy Lee. He was in The Fugitive. Who's his bunkmate? Right, that's right. Okay, his name's just Tommy Lee. Uh, Tommy Lee. Oh, so it's Tommy Lee no Jones. Tommy Lee Smith. Yeah. Tommy Lee Smith. Now, there's the prostitute he gave $89 to and Heidi Fleiss. With her. Oh, wow. That's nuts. You wouldn't be able to have Heidi Fleiss in your movie now. They'd be like, why do you have like a. Uh... Yeah, I, I think back then it was a Hollywood madam, and now it would just be like, you know. Uh, I don't know. Did you see her eyes turn like the devil? Yeah, I did. How big is Here we have Willis. The different strokes he got in, who got in trouble, part of the different strokes curse, but he's still very much alive. Todd Bridges. And yeah. so, of course, he's the cellmate. And, you know, it's another guy who had a couple minutes of fame and now. Right. So Bucky, well, Bridges is kinda, he's, Bucky is on his way to yeah. find and kill Paulie Shore. Do you watch Court TV, the, the cable network, and they would have a show like The World's Dumbest uh, Criminal or The World's Dumbest uh, <laughs> Tightrope Walkers? I've and they would show a video and they would... <laughs> Todd, Todd Bridges is like a regular. He's like oh. a series regular on that show. And that's, those, those those specials have been on that network for decades. I would say at least at least eight years, right? Worth I love shows dumbest. like that, dumbest criminals, and you know, it's like oops. Uh-huh. It can't pass like home video, like world America's funniest home video. Right. This is the next. But yeah. This this is kind of like the soup remember the soup on e where they would show like videos and then like it went internet where it's like you know did you check out this video of, of this this viral video so they <laughs> kind of grab all that you, but stuff. i thought it was a horrible idea <clears throat> with this gay couple no talk soup uh it was all of the oh, yeah. talk shows and they would do a summary a snippet and um there, who, there was some. The guy went on to be a good actor. Uh, he was the host for a while. Greg Kinnear. Greg, yeah. Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. I, I, I was a big fan of the show. He had a good slow burn. You know, he kind of conveyed it well. And then uh, they, the other people ran at least uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah, but he uh, was doing, like, I mean, he was. I mean, Bill Murray gave birth to it. He was doing comedy that's 
very done by people, you know. There was right. nothing risky there. He was he wasn't doing Bill Murray, but he was doing the people Bill Murray spawned. I sneer at Kinnear. Yeah, right. Different. There was once a very funny thing like in which uh, t uh, he had a fight with uh, with Tom Petty. It was backstage. Maybe I'll find. Oh, he's saying that was Larry Sanders. Right that was Larry Sanders. This scene. He's he's saying the N word. Whoa, he's giving new catchphrases for all he's trying to say on stage. Well, the guy was like, right, hey, you're my N-word. And then Pauly Shore okay. had the balls to say it back to him. And they were like, what? What? And so they taught him to say, ah, at the end, N-word, ah. Oh, no. He said, they, they said it was the hard R? He said the hard E-R. Yes, he did. Ooh. Now, this yeah, guy is like it's saying, tough. you are great in your movies. And it was, he's, he's, it was an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Little Nicky. Wow, I can't believe, like, he said that word. Yeah. Adam Sandler. That's 2003. It's time for Hanukkah. I want to celebrate Hanukkah. All right, all right, shit. Shut up already. Do you remember that song? Yeah, I remember the fucking song. You don't have to fucking sing it. I thought you were Adam Sandler, man. Yeah, He's well, I'm not fucking Adam Sandler, man, all right? <laughs> now, what's funny about that scene is he shuts down the guy to sing, and then when the guy starts singing again, to, he starts singing along to Adam Sandler's song. Yeah. This movie... Which, was that supposed to be the Hanukkah song? Paulie did a good was job it? in this. It was one of his Hanukkah songs, yeah. Oh, now he's going to get it from Kurt, from uh, Fred of Limp Biscuit. Carson. Carson, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's Carson Daly from MTV's uh, yeah. MTV Live. On New Year's Eve, I see him on NBC. See, I used to watch, um, gosh, what's her name? She she had the Trump photo. They fired her from CNN. Now I got to watch Carson Daly on NBC every New Year's Eve, which is okay with me. I mean, it's only one day a year. Kathy Griffin. I, I, You're talking about Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Griffin. I loved her, and they fired yeah. her. So now I got to watch Carson Daly. Yeah. I mean, which is okay one day a year, but I couldn't see myself watching Carson Daly. I mean, that's a bit much. Do you know, well, there's also Carson City and Daly City. Right. Isn't that weird? That's true. We're talking to Paulie Shaw. Yeah, so it makes you think. Oh, well, I used to love it to be live. It would have all the young kids, like those shows in the 60s in, in the peanut gallery. Look at those. Like, and they're, you know, it's that urban experience. You get that view of New York City, the Times Square, yeah. like that. But it's higher up, right? Or no, it's ground level, isn't it? This, their studio seemed like it was in a high rise, like on, on a particular level. And you could level. Times Square kind of thing. Yeah, and it was live on the East Coast, so there was kind of a thrill of... of uh, of television that way. Gotcha. Everything old is new again. You know, you got to uh, you got to have live television in, in your mix because it becomes an event. Yeah, it becomes uh, now an we get event to watch and you're watching. Shit. You know, there could be a mistake. They can't cut it. To, you know, do a second take. Yeah. Well, I mean, fortunately, with the streaming, everyone gets to watch it at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, or I mean, like YouTube and like Twitch type thing.
That's true. And this show is essentially live, right? We don't yeah. do it like TV live. <laughs> um, so we watch him jerk off and take a shit, yeah, and die, and what else? Been seen it all. Now he's like, like uh, Willis is laying down words of wisdom. Like you're not learning from your time here. You know, you're. You've got to become a better person, and just can't leave him in jail. That's all. Start. Uh, this reminds me of the scene from the movie Todd Bridges is dead, where he's in the prison, yeah, and right. Paulie Shore is giving him words of wisdom. Right. Well, I couldn't see that going down, but it's easy. so he says, "How did you fake your death?" Yeah, it was all pretty easy. I told the L.A. coroner's office. What's with the Lucky Strikes? Lucky Strikes cigarettes. Did you see that? I missed it. Yeah, there was the second time too that that particular brand. I wonder if you know what the lucky strike was. Do you think you like those are like cigarettes you smoke when you're like you know wow thing? They're pretty rough. You get them unfiltered. Yeah, lucky strikes. Is that a porn shop? Yeah. This guy has something going. Oh, hey, Corey Feldman, he's gonna be in there selling drugs. Yeah. He's faking his own death, so he's getting the paraphernalia he would need to get dead, like booze and porn and pills. And he, who's the guy he's... Uh... He's a pizza boy. <laughs> this would make a good true, true Hollywood story. Yeah. So he killed a man. No, he went to the coroner's office... He was pretending that he was researching for a part, and he found – he stole the keys. Then he'd wait till somebody died who has his, like, body type, and he went and stole them from the corners. Yeah. I don't know. I think that kind of fuck you up your vibe in heaven, right? <laughs> hey, by the way, your soul was – your body was stolen. And you, I just want to rest in peace, goddammit. Bridge too far. You know, it's a social. Uh, I can't understand them during quarantine because we're six feet apart. It's just a bridge too far. Right. If it was five feet. And his last name was Bridge, and that bridges. Oh my God! Is this Chuck Scarborough? So now we have comment. It yeah. isn't. Now we have commentary, like. He's basically just slamming Polly, you know. Yeah. Now, the internet wants to tell Polly. me that the TV's not plugged in, but I think it's plugged in under. I think the internet's wrong. Well, let's take a look when it shoots back. See, it's not plugged well, in. Well, there's the. Uh, right. Maybe it's plugged in elsewhere? Yes, because I see a. A, a wire going down towards the ground. Well, I don't understand. There's an outlet for the prison TV right on the wall by the prison TV wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the yeah. on the TV prison wall. I don't know why I wouldn't uh... plug it right in. Wow, Jerry Springer. That's gotta hurt. Oh, there's Sally Jesse Raphael. Got all the. Oh, she's doing the weave. She's saying, enjoy jail, buddy. Everyone's just being a jerk. 
My God, this movie is like 70% cameos. Celebrities. Yeah. I got a list here. Now, here's Bucky as uh, number one fan. And what's, uh, what he's trying to do is get himself arrested. So he's in the slammer with uh, Pauly. And what's funny about this Pretty scene good. is he mistakenly thinks the guy's Mexican. <laughs> he's like, call El Capos on El Telefono. Oh, my God, there's a TV guy that they had to blur out the title. Yeah. Right. He's a TV guy's blurred out. That's back when we had TV guys. He never been robbed before, Put that gun down. Call El Capes. El Telefone. Nope. There you go. Look at his face. Right? He's like, this guy thinks yeah. I'm Spanish. I speak Spanish. Oh, my God. God I want to eat all those snacks. <laughs> That's what quarantine will do to you. <laughs> I tell you. Now, Kinnison goes... Oh, he got top funk? Out of prison? Kinnison shows up, and... Oh, no, not yet, not yet. This is a failed suicide attempt. And then Kinnison will show up and give him the talk. You've got to become an actor, okay? you got to be the real you, not this (laughs) weasel, you know? And he goes, that weasel, you just right. hide behind it. And then and then Polly goes, you mean like your scream? And Kinnison's like, uh, uh, yeah, like my scream. It's a good That's scene. That's so weird. Now he's, I've seen him jerk off and I've seen him hang himself. By the way, two, two, two separate scenes. <laughs> yeah. That's not always the case. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my god, a sex doll? This is like, just went to his local porn shop and bought all the props, put it on the company's bill. <laughs> Tax right off it. He funded this. He's the company. But he might have written it off on his taxes, right? If you shoot a movie, can't you write it off on your taxes, Carl? If you lose, Waterman? yeah. Oh. And he did lose. Well, you know, we, we played it last week. This I know this uh, movie because it had its own tailor-made uh, trailer right. uh, for its direct-to-video release on Dodgeball, a true underdog story, and where he got pelted by Dodgeball. So he was directly – and it aired right before the actual movie. When you put the DVD in, it starts off with Pauly Shore getting pelted by Dodgeball saying, <laughs> check out Pauly Shore's dead. It was a very clever little thing to do just for the dodgeball release. Yeah, well, I mean, they want that market. I mean, back then, DVDs were king. You know, right. like, people paid money to collect DVDs. It, it got to the point where not only, like, the whole thing of, like, charging it $100 is long gone, but you would collect it and you would go to the good guys or uh, Sam Goody or, you know, Best Buy, and you you it would say, hey, Pauly Shore is dead, 10 bucks, DVD or Blu-ray. And you're like, what a deal. And you go there and you wind up buying your fucking fax machine or what have you. <laughs> but when you're there buying a fax machine, you would pick up some DVDs that were cheap. Let's go, you little bastard! Oh, oh! I want to 
I want to live. Yeah, you're screaming out there. Now, look, let's listen to what Sam has to say. All right. But everybody knows me as the weasel. Who gives a fuck what everybody knows you as? That's their problem. You got to start showing people the guy that your friends and your family know. The guy that used to cook me burgers at the comedy store in Westwood. That guy. The weasel's just a defense mechanism to keep the whole world at arm's length. Like your scream. Yeah. Like my scream. I thought that was a very good moment because, I mean, of course, Sam Kinison didn't really say it. Right. Or his estate, for that matter. But, yeah, it's right, because if he was his mentor, he kind of showed him a kind of a comedy format. Yes, exactly. He emulated Kinison in that manner. So now he realizes that he's got to become an actor, like a real actor. And he has to totally get rid of his... his weasel persona thing. And so we'll have a, like, a montage, like, a la Rocky, you know, as he becomes an actor. Oh, boy. Dumb, yeah. Is there a music that plays? Is it, like, a... Yeah. Uh. It might have been more honest if he had actually done the Rocky theme. Well, you do that public domain thing where you take a song and every third note you change the note or something every seventh. So it's like ba da da beep da da eep. Uh oh. It's just like it's, a, it's a montage with the music. Now that's Bob this was a into jail. Yeah, he's watching. New guy having a smoke like that. I guess this is a Seth Rogen movie that'd be playing like uh, songs off their soundtrack. (laughs) You know, like white guys dancing to hip hop. And then they sell the album. They're teaching him. Says like Shakespeare? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Bucky's witnessing yeah, the whole transformation, and he doesn't like it. Oh, right, because he's, he's going beyond his random right. stream. He's leaving the wheeze behind. Now, that's very funny. You know you do four ticks and then a cross to make five? He's doing right. seven. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. We'll see it one more time. Like, you look at them, and they look weird. There it is. See? <laughs> now he's oh, yeah. becoming a good actor. I, th- I think you're a couple of seconds ahead of me, but that's fine. Oh. That happened before. I'm at... Uh, I'm at 108. Okay, so right now I'm at 109. 109. 2. 109. 3. Oh, yeah, I'm in... Yeah, I'm like five seconds behind you. Okay. Let's leave it. All right. Yeah, fine. Wow, look at that. Always oh, like, I'm cool. So they give him an award. Montage over. Oh, yeah. For, uh, oh, it's <laughs> a license plate. I'm back on top. The best montage. Yeah. Best inspirational montage from a directed video movie. He's saying. And the nominee is. 
Paulie Shore. Mm-hmm. And the winner is Paulie Shore. So now oh, Bucky. he looks like uh, Matt. Bucky looks like Matt Berry, uh, the oh. British comedic actor that's in IT crowd. Matt Berry. Uh, so once again, just so the, for the record, he's W. Earl Brown, and <clears throat> he probably looks like that guy. Earl. So he's going to make his move now. Earl Brown. My name is Earl. <laughs> Do you think my name is Earl ripped off his sitcom, My Name is W. Earl? <laughs> right. He saw the pilot. Uh, I love how there's no prison guards in the prison kitchen. That's true. There's lots and lots of free time also for these guys. They're alone in the cafeteria. Do you think this is the comedy, you think this is the comedy store kitchen? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, get your feet on the table. Yeah, he's Kathy baiting him. Now he's going to skewer him with the poker. Oh, yeah? Is, do we get to see his ass again? <laughs> you wish. No studio is gonna he's find like Kathy Bates in Misery. You know what's worse than bait and switch? Kathy bait and switch. <laughs> Kathy Bates. <laughs> what's worse than bait and switch is when Kathy Bates and switches. And switch. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, he's talking him down from killing him, you know, explaining why he's uh, going to do it. And then they share a moment in which he, like, does the weasel for him. I'll, I'll play that part. He just can't bring okay. himself to actually kill Polly. But he went to jail for it. If his whole plan, mm-hmm. he cops out at the end. Yeah, they, he doesn't follow through. It's a bad example to children. He should have killed the guy. Listen, if any, if any criminal masterminds are listening, do not have a plan where you, you commit a crime and go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you, you, what are you yeah. going to do? Lock me up. Gonna... <laughs> You're going to jail for a long time. Well, guess what, numb nuts. <laughs> I'm already in jail. What Part you of my do plan. Now, Johnny Law. My, my pandemic is to stay in prison. So right, so he coughs out, and now I guess I have to spend the rest of my time in prison. And what exactly did he do? He opened up a beer, and now he's in fucking prison. I the gun. He tried to rob a place. The fact that he would end up exactly there. here too doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to have a very touching scene that is so stupid. Look, he's got latex gloves. The guy's a freak. <laughs> oh, we need more filming in this movie. Where's Corey? Yeah, he won't be back. Say no, man. Say hi to Chachito. <laughs> Enjoy, dude. 
All great movies. Not. We're so close. We've seen two of Polly Shore movies. I wonder if that's by design. <laughs> oh, no, W. Earl's getting remorse. I watched Son-in-Law more than twice. Yeah, I had to watch Biodome like three, four times. You know, you it's like, really tough for me. Shame on you. <laughs> you got to see Tenacious D four times? Good for you. Good on you. What the fuck did Bridges do that he's still in jail? We never know. We never learn what any of the other ones do. I mean, he really did spend time in prison, but I don't know if why Pulitzer has a shorter term. <laughs> right. Look at all the cops waiting and, for him. If this was real jail, they'd be like, let's go, let's go. Wait, I want to go into the locker room and change into my golf clothes. What do you just fucking get out of jail? <sighs> you want to really, like, it's yeah, before I leave prison. It's a goodbye. Uh, it's a genuine goodbye here. Well, I'll see you in my movie. Todd Bridges is dead. Or Todd, Todd Bridges are dead. Good yeah. Day. End of the S. Todd Bridges are dead. Right. Because my, my right, Microsoft Word spell checker, grammar <laughs> checker. It's Microsoft. No, yeah, those. <laughs> It's Todd Bridges are dead. Are you an idiot? Don't you have word? <laughs> My favorite scene is when Paulie Shore shows up for a week in prison with him. <laughs> wow. So he would be a big celebrity if he really did this. If he really did fake his death? Yeah. You don't think he would be on TMZ every night or like you would just see tweets about him or just see like Facebook posts about him? Right. Well, Tom Sizemore was not a good shape. Sightings. He he had a real fucked up, like he went to rehab and would have these like parties or whatever. Hey, Nancy O'Dell and Pat O'Brien? Snoop Dogg. Enough of the celebrities. They said, Snoop, would you please think of stereotype? Sure. Sure I will. I I have to say, like, when there's a gimmick, like when you have a movie where there's like three D or there's like celebrity appearances, there's oh my god, I know that guy. That's from yeah. E. Right. This guy's weird. What's his name? AJ Morenza or something like that? It's been too long for he me. Has this whole, he had this whole persona like built. He had like you know, talk about stand up comedian. He had it on tear down, like this routine. <laughs> stand up drama. Yeah. He was like a German journalist that covers Hollywood. Oh, Stiller, enough of Stiller. Mercado. Oh, so this is like kind of the Hollywood, like the Animal House ending. 
Sort of. Yeah. Wow, well, I'm glad everything happened. Woohoo! No, he's not. Yay! All right. Well, we're a couple seconds ahead, so we're watching. Oh, he's not shooting on no, the like, you won't hug him. Okay. Don't touch me. No, no, that was great. I just want to say thanks. Don't that... touch me. Give me the pictures. The negative is <laughs> there. Good. This isn't showing up anywhere your ass is fucking grass. Okay, I just want to say, get okay. off of me. So, wait, is he breaking character at the end of this movie? No, he is continuing. He's getting all these people to say great things about him. I don't know. Uh, yeah. The film's wrapping so up. He's now the director. But it's kind of doing that Jerry Lewis thing where he blurs the movie in real life at the end of the movie. Like, he's like, what are you talking about? This is just a set. Wow. <laughs> like, he. Now uh, it's like outtakes. He says, of course, like, the movie can't stop. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say we had just watched Pauly Shore is Dead, but this movie insists of having outtakes at the end credits. So we are talking over the uh, <laughs> best part of the movie, the listing of, of uh, credits. Oh, that guy. Andy Holy Dick. shit. That's Andy the... Dick. Well, before him, the sports guy. Before oh. Dick and Moore. Was... You know, he had his own talk show, Craigers. He was from Daily Show. Right. He was the first host. Yeah, Andy Dick's another sex freak. Well, he he's a troublemaker. Troublemaker. How about that? And there's uh, Ellen DeGeneres would never show up on this anymore. And if she did, she would be dressed in her uh, brand. Yeah, right. Should I tell you all the cameos? Do you want to bother? Yeah, go ahead, please. Pam Anderson, Britney Spears, AJ Benza, Todd Bridges, Tony Chong. Carson Daly. Todd wasn't a cameo. Ellen DeGeneres, Jewel Denial. Yeah. She's great, by the way. Google her, Jewel Denial. Dustin Diamond, Andy Dick, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Fred Durst, Corey Feldman, Heidi Fleiss, Nikki and Paris Hilton, Cato Kalin. Should I keep going? Craig Kilborn, Kurt Loder, yes, yes. Mario Lopez, Craig Kilborn, Bill Maher. Now here it says Rosie O'Donnell. I didn't see her. I did not see her. Huh. Maybe it was like a footage. It's sure. not really talk. I don't, I don't remember. Kidadada. Yeah. Look at that. That's right. These are all these. Kidadada got listed. It's him as the director. Do you remember Kidadada? The, the comedian who would dress up as a private eye had a song with fish puns that played in Dr. Demento. Oh, there's a little sure family. It's the location. Pawn shop where we finance this movie. <laughs> yeah, the hawk. Uh, hawk. 2004. Oh, in memory of my mentor. Oh, yeah, that's right. R.I.P. Samuel. Oh, and with Bird Troyer. Look at his little monkey. Moving on <laughs> He also passed away. That's why it's safe uh, and then a lot of like, and all the women in this movie are like you know Hollywood strippers. 
He hates cards. women. He hates women. No, he, he likes women. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Polly Shore's said, Carl? I think I know, but what do you think of the movie? I enjoyed it. It's the only film of his I've ever liked, and it's the only time I've ever been a fan of his. I'm with him on the You Suck stuff. <laughs> now, you say that this is your favorite Pauly Shore movie because you've yeah. never seen Jury Duty. Right, so I could be mistaken. But I have right. seen Encino Man, oh, yeah. and you know that I've seen uh, Biodome. Yes, I know. It's a historic moment in our lives, and uh, you regretted it ever since. Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, I thought it was good. I, it was fine. I mean, he took he took the idea and he stretched it to a point. I think there's a certain point we could have been with any celebrity where it just gets kind of one notish, but it was good. <laughs> I liked it, and I'm glad there's a free copy of it on YouTube for uh, for people to watch and content yes. for us to follow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have more fodder next week. Uh, I would never say this is fodder. Our movie next week is going to be Brain Dead. Brain Dead, which is Mike Spiegelman's story. It's from 1990. Uh, don't worry. I didn't have much of a brain to begin with. And if you uh, – I have Scream Factory TV has hosted the trailer to Brain Dead 1990. Would you uh, yeah. do us the pleasure in playing the audio as – here at the Mutiny Radio sheltering in place studio, there's very limited means for me to do Great so. Dead, 1990, official trailer, Scream yeah. Factory. Okay, Scream Factory. I'm choosing it. I'm hitting That's pause. It. I'm rewinding to zero, zero, right. zero. Okay, uh, Brain Dead, 1990, official trailer, Scream Factory TV. Three, two, one, go. I'm very excited. I, I picked this movie because of the cast, not because I've ever seen it. Ooh, new Concord, that's Corman. Yeah, just like our... Uh, Roger Corman. Yeah. Munchies movie. Munchies, yeah, Munchies. So that is Bill Pullman, right? I guess. And that's Bill Paxton? That's Pullman, and that's Paxton. Ooh, it's a horror movie, Carl. He he just he just walked into Biodome. I swear. Oh no! And door and uh, Baldwin locked the door. There's George Kennedy. Bud Court. Bud Court is the reason why I picked it. I know you're a Cordian. You like not Bud Court, the guy that looks like Bud Court, but he's not I Bud like Court. Them both. I think of them as one person, and that drives Bud Court crazy. Like Bill Pullman crazy or Bill Paxton crazy? We'll find out next week. Next week, tons of jokes how they can't tell them apart. Oh, that looks dangerous. Oh, I hate that. One time we dropped all our brains. That's probably the ending of this movie. It's all the brains fall, and they're just showing it in the trailer. Ew, he's going to pull his... Ew, ew. You need to watch this? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> all right, Brian Dead. Oh, poor Brian. Brian Dead. This movie is before its time. Because Brian will... Produced by Julie Corman. <laughs> yeah, right. Brian died, and then uh, it was president. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our movie next week. It's a gratuitous horror movie from Julie's Corman Productions. 
brain dead during Bud Court, as well as Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman together again. That will be next week, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Make sure you listen to us streaming uh, every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, and uh, follow us on Facebook at Fletch Full Life Movie on YouTube. Follow us on uh, YouTube. Twitter. channel, and you can critters uh and uh blues three go to college is up there and uh yes. good stuff l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t carl is meticulously synced our episodes with the movies we watch on youtube and we post it on youtube wow cultural appropriation it's an art form uh we're artists please don't sue us uh carl can be found at carlsucks.com anything yes. a big shout out for our september crew Oh, for me, uh, no. Uh, I just did a show, and I killed. I did 10 minutes on Friday night at the Wawa Social Club. Outdoor show. Oh, outdoor show, absolutely. And killed just figuratively. So please, uh, <laughs> no, stop angry emails. Uh, you can find me on issue.com. That's I-S-S-U-U. And look for the magazine Savage Henry. Uh, there's a print magazine. I, if I, as of showtime, I haven't written a lick of things. If I could get it, my deadline uh, completed and get oh. the submission approved, I'll be in next week's issue. Next month's issue, next issue. Great. So I'm just giving a shout out in advance. All right. Well, that's been our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, glad we enjoyed. Holly Shore is dead, and a big shout out to Holly Shore, who yeah. uh, we liked, and we enjoyed the movie. And it's our second Holly Shore of many movies. Oh. Uh, and uh, sorry, Carl. Oops, I took my hand. Well, we should end the show. Thanks. Bye. More Polly Shore. Goodbye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny! My turn-offs are guys who say mutinag. Mutinag? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman.
This is Mutiny Radio, broadcasting live from San Francisco, California, and it is time to ride the morning train.
The music of Gary Bartz and Two Troop begins today's ride on the morning train from the first volume of Harlem Bush music named Typha, which was the name of his daughter, recorded and released in 1970. That was Du, D-U, parenthetically, Rain. Next up, Joe Pass and J.J. Johnson. Thank you. 
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf, your musical sanctuary on this day of infamy. We just heard Eddie Palmieri and friends from the album Live, recorded live in New York City and released in 1999. Eddie at the piano and his very large band gave us Palamas. Before that, Joe Pass and J.J. Johnson from their duo album We'll Be Together Again. That was released in 1984. And we heard Naked as a Jaybird. Here now, the Liberation Music Orchestra.
Charlie Hayden and the Liberation Music Orchestra, arranged and conducted by Carla Blay from the 2005 album, Not In Our Name. That track, which you may have recognized, was This Is Not America, written by Pat Metheny and David Bowie. Here now is David himself.